All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 218 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ Message Board, and I am joined today by, if you didn't already know everyone's names, Marcus Almighty, Mark. Greetings, sir. 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hey. And St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. What's up? Gentlemen. Oh, I, uh... I completely screwed up the kind of giveaway last week. I kind of forgot to say when it, I was going to hold the drawing, which I did hold, held, hold last night. And uh, congratulations to hold, held, held, yeah, <laughs> give up, keep my day job. Uh, the winner of that uh, translucent orange was the correct answer, and I accepted gold orange. Oh. Red was not the right answer, but mm. neither was black or aqua. <laughs> Or you Aqua. suck. You suck was definitely the, suck. was the wrong this answer. Show, this show sucks. <laughs> uh, so Javier, um, congratulations. <laughs> I will get that in the post by the weekend, and I hope you enjoy it. I will be doing more giveaways soon. I just got a bunch of proofs of the final, the final, 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 final version of the Gene Simmons Vault supplement in, and I made one change after I ordered those proofs, so I've got some of those to give away, and uh, I'm going to wait until the new year, because it's Christmas time, and you're going to get presents from people who actually love you, so uh, we'll just leave that comment there. What else do we have to cover? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the hardcover of that uh, vault supplement is up on Amazon now. It is live. There's an update to the Kindle version. If you bought that previously, you should be allowed to download the full update to the final version, which, of course, um, is quite expanded on the original. What other news? Um, there was, what, the game show broadcast this past weekend? What was it? The Gamers, yeah, Game, Gamers Choice Awards. Um, right. which I did not see, but there's a lot of interview segments about that out on YouTube, which are wonderful. Ace is continuing to be Ace in his interviews. I think his most recent one to be publicized by the great Blabbermouth was Kiss is nothing more than half a tribute band now. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for someone who says his phone's ready for that emergency call, somehow I don't think so. It ain't happening. No, you you better hope that uh, Alice Cooper actually knows that he's touring with Ace next year, because otherwise <laughs> things can get a little bit embarrassing. You know, let's just start off with this before we, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Ace more today anyway. But do you think Ace has made a complete meal out of getting back in the band? And could he do anything worse? Could he say anything worse? Um, could he handle this any? Worse than he has Mark. Your head's shaking like a bobblehead. So, <laughs> well, I th I think that uh, I can't imagine him saying anything worse than he already has. I mean, apart from just saying that they suck without him totally. I mean, <laughs> what else has he really said? I mean, he said they're half a you know they're half a tribute band now. They, he said that you know that he if he he wants to come back and have his get his throne back and all this other stuff that he said in the press. I mean. For somebody who wants to come back into a band that he knows that they don't really need him back in the band for, he's really approaching it the wrong way. I mean, you should be 
more complimentary, I think, to the people you want to rehire you than, you know, being insultive towards them. So I think he's doing a horrible job. I don't think that uh, he should be approaching it this way. Yeah, he's gone from unneeded to unwanted. And Gene Simmons has sent him a kiss toilet cover. Here's your throne back, Ace. Um <laughs> <laughs> Ken, what's your thoughts on well, Ace? And uh, and I do want to ask you, are, are you are you going to go to Jackson? Because those tickets are now up. They're doing a little cluster of three shows in January. One, of course, in Jackson, California, which is just somewhere like 20 miles around from Sacramento, wherever the fuck right. it is. Um, yeah. I'm going. I bought, yeah. t- I bought tickets. I'm like, you know, if there are possibility of them doing the 78 album up there, I'm down with it. So. Right. No, I'm considering it. Uh, I haven't bought any tickets, but I'm considering I saw that. So um, as for Ace uh, talking about, you know, he needs to be in in kiss and all this stuff. And yeah, he's going the wrong way about it. He should be kissing their butts as much as he can. (laughs) Uh, But at this point, you know, uh, who, who knows what goes on behind the scenes that, you know, we don't hear or know. Um, And I think it all boils down the final the final call is always going to be Paul's choice so and uh, I don't it just seems to me that they're, they're not going to use him and maybe because he wants too much money or too much time on stage who's you know something like that so yeah he he could he's he's basically burned his bridges at this point yeah Lonnie you know, I, I feel like he's going about a lot of things the wrong way right now, as far as not only wanting to be back in the band and the statements that he's made about the current the current lineup. But then, I, you know, you mentioned it a little bit ago, like, oh, well, I'm going to go on tour with Alice Cooper the next year. I'm like, oh, OK. You know, I, I think that was news to Alice at the time when, when he said that. So I, I, I think he's just handling a lot of dealings with the press the wrong way. Right now, and I, I just think at the end of the day, he's just a little banty that he wasn't asked to come back for the final tour. And I think he he thought in his mind that, well, they're going to ask me to come back for the final tour. I mean, I, I think he truly believed that in the back of his mind. And he is not only disappointed, but he just doesn't know what to think of all this, that that they're going out on the last tour without him. And, and I don't think he's pro- I mean, obviously, he's not processing it very well that they're doing this without him. And he's. He's not accepting the fact that they're doing this without him. So maybe he needs to lie on the couch for a little while and, and talk these things out because I don't I don't think he's he's processing it or handling it well at all. <laughs> the ace man is unable to compute at the moment. Um, right. Speaking about spaceman uh, Tommy Thayer, actually, I have been trying to interview Tommy for years. Every year, I send the futile request for an interview. It's, I, I just know it's going to be futile because of uh, you know what I've heard. Um, what I wanted to do in my interview with Tommy was actually go through his top ten Kiss songs and why. And now that's actually been done by someone else on a feature on Music Radar. Um, did an interview with Tommy about these are my favorite Kiss songs. So his top ten is actually 
well, his number one is rock and roll all night, so I don't think what I, I don't think I would have had a really good conversation with him, especially since I wanted to talk about seeing Kiss in the seventies and you know kind of his fandom and work it into yeah. you know kind of like an album by album. But rock and roll all night was number one, shouted out loud number two. God gave rock and roll to you number three. Which is actually cool. That's uh, yeah. pretty much the only mm. outside the box pick in his list. Number four, Detroit Rock City. Number five, I was made for loving you. So stroking Paul there. Um, mm-hmm. Got to choose. Oh yeah. Don't say stroking Paul. Yes. No, Paul. <laughs> um, out of this world. I'm I'm actually glad he put oh, in one of his own, own song. songs because that's yeah. a fuck Why you not? to the, that's a fuck you to the haters. And I, th- I think that's absolutely appropriate after the amount of time he's been in the band. And Psycho Circus, number eight, Black Diamond, number nine. And then the only one which I really thought was uh, really outside the box is Lover All I Can, which I love. So interesting picks. I, th- I think I would have tried to get him to go a little bit more. Uh, where he was coming from, say, in 1993 when he was in Cold Gin. But, uh, you know, go to Music Radar. We've got the link up on the FAQ as well. But uh, don't bash the spaceman. Maybe just... If you if you look at his, what he says about some of those songs, um, where he talks about Shout Out Out Loud, he talks about, oh, when we do Shout It Out Loud, you know, we've been putting on makeup for the last two hours and we come out there and it, it really sounds to me like they're going to keep Shout It Out Loud as the, the lead-off song and the first song on the set list and put his comments are about shattered out loud. Yep. And there's some also for those people, ACE EG comes to mind immediately. <laughs> um, some comments about the psycho circus album. Here's a great quote. I, I don't want to take anything away from the website. So go there and read it. But I actually recorded that album, but wasn't credited because it was a transitional time. Chuckles. I played all that stuff. And I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. I think that's a cool one. Really high energy up tempo, but let me pick something else. So he's talking about, <laughs> you know, Psycho Circus. And, uh, you know, there, there you find out a little bit more. The direct admission that we already knew. We already knew Tommy. We know how much he got paid as well, if Gene's notes are to be believed. We know at least what he was offered. So, all right, let's get back to the real spaceman. Ace, um, and I already did a, a very long recap of the expo with Andy the other day, uh, or when this airs last week. Uh, but I wanted to kind of touch base with you guys about what you thought about the performance as best as you can judge from all the YouTube videos, which um, admittedly there were PA issues throughout. They were basically using a politician's PA for a band. Yeah. It really wasn't... Uh, a particularly great setup but then again you're in a hotel ballroom um so you're just not going to have a great setup anyway but what did you think about the well let's start with the concept did you think it was a good idea bad idea or an indifferent idea to ace deciding that he was going to tackle that whole 78 album lonnie let's start with you on there actually i think it was a great idea to, to tackle that concept and i think that it's really it's a shame that at the end of 2018 that he was doing that. I think it's something that he should have been doing the entire year and something he should have been touring under as a solo performer, as, you know, as the, as the one original member of kids that's, you know, is making a career out of of solo touring is that he should have built any show he did in 2018, whether it was with this old band with Richie or this new band that's Gene's band as the 40th anniversary of, 
the Kiss solo records and that he was going to go out there and play it start to finish, you know, those songs. And then he could take a little break and come back and do whatever else he wanted to do. But the I love the concept. I just think it should have, it could have been executed even better than what it was as opposed to possibly just a one-off at a Kiss Expo. I think it's something he could have toured under that might've gotten um, a casual Kiss fan who might have skipped an Ace Frehley show to come out and see him. Yeah, even Gene billed his Australian shows as the 40th anniversary of the solo albums and then didn't do any of it whatsoever. So, <laughs> Mark, what, what's your That's thought? That's not shocking either. <laughs> well, I, I thought that it was, a, it was a great idea. I agree with Lonnie that I wish he would have did it more throughout the year because, I mean, he does it now in December where it's the last month of he really get too much opportunity to do it from here on in as a proper 40th anniversary now the reason why i think he did it now though is because i think he got the feeling that had the best captive audience for it as far as this goes right um uh i also think though that he didn't want to do it maybe before because i think that this band was much better at performing it i think that he had an extra guitar player here he was able to do all the double leads properly with those guys he had somebody else who could do some of the extra singing i think the band was like spectacular they did a great job performing this would they have been able to do it as good with richie and the other guys I don't think so. I don't think that they would have performed it as good as with this band. So I think that he really held off because of that. Or was prevented from ever doing so because of, and then once they had the band. Uh, Ken, what's your take on the whole kind of uh, 78 situation? And mm -hmm. if, if Ace does it, would you like other band members? Do you think it was just a missed opportunity this year that they didn't really celebrate the solo albums properly? None of the original four yeah. um, other than the box set. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, it's each of their own albums, you know, uh, original first solo albums that they're celebrating. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. But as for Ace, I understand, to a degree, I understand what he's doing. Yes, like Mark said, the, the band is great that he has. And then the, uh, I think he's going to monetize the darn thing. <laughs> he's been done. He's been talking to Gene a lot, so uh, he's, you know, I think wants to record it, from what I read, uh, in a maybe some kind of like a theater environment or something that looks more professional, and then put it out as a as a video. Right? You mentioned it during the show, actually. Oh, there you go. So uh, that would be cool. I mean, that would be a very cool thing if they, you know, do a great job on it. Um, I guess the only other thing I guess Ace could, could do, since no one else is doing their solo stuff, really, except Gene does a couple songs, right, from his album, um, is maybe he can do his solo album and then on the, as part of it or at the end of it, do, do hey, this is my favorite song off of Gene's album, I'm going to do that, and do one from Paul's and then do, and do one from... <laughs> Peters, I don't know what you want to do from Peters, but uh, uh, it'd be kind of interesting to hear his, his take on uh, any of those songs. That's actually nuts. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he did move on with them when they did the Dynasty tour, right? Yeah, and Tossing and Turning yeah. and uh, yeah. Radioactive. Radioactive. So, yeah. I mean, so you can pull them off. Yeah, and, you know, the, there's certainly opportunities and, you know, whatnot for him. Maybe if he practices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I go there. 
Yeah, where where are my notes here? So, um, from from the video, I mean, obviously he did say, you know, that's why they had asked people not to film, and fortunately people didn't listen, so we're able to to watch a live stream of it, and you know, multiple people did manage to take nefarious clips, which you pretty much end up with the whole show. What do you think he did particularly well that night? And, um. Yeah, let's just start with that. What do you think he did particularly well in terms of the songs? Those that you could hear without the PA issues, because it started off well, the show. You know, the first few songs, I think it was only into the third song that when the PA started shitting itself. Um, mm. Ken, yeah. let's go back to you. I mean, what, what, were, uh, what were the positives that you took out of the performance when you watched it? Um, I only, again, I only saw the first few songs anyway uh, of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. Um, but from the, from those that I watched, um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like that he attempted to, you know, replicate as much as he can his solos, you know. Um, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a very important thing, his solos, because they're so melodic and ingrained, especially in our heads from listening to it for so many years. Um, you know, he did a pretty good job on them. I, I mean, they're not, you know, note for note from his, of course, uh, solos. And he, I guess he does that anyway. He did that in Kiss. He wasn't always note for note. Um, sometimes he did, but, um, yeah, I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, he was, he was putting the effort in. You could see he was putting the effort in. He wasn't being lazy about it. And I like that, that he was really, trying and focusing on what he was playing um, to try to do it as good as he could. So that's what I liked. Yeah. Good points. Lonnie, how about you? Yeah, I thought, I thought he did an excellent job. I think rip it out sounded great and speeding back my baby sounded really good as did New York groove. I think the songs that, um, and Snowblind sounded good too. I think the songs that he's used to playing and still plays on a regular basis sounded good. And the ones that, you know, he doesn't play as much or maybe hasn't played in a very long time, if ever. Um, I think he I think he, the, the band covered up for how the band's so good that it, it kind of faked their way through it. That Ace wasn't as, as sharp on those as as others. And, and that's to be said with anything in life. You know, if you do something on a regular basis, you're really you're really good on the. You know, each one of us in any job that we do, I'm really good at the things that I do every day. The things I don't do every day, well, I'm a little shaky at, but I'll fake my way through it sometimes if I have to. And that, and that's life. So, you know, but I, I, I do think the ones that he, that he sounded good on are the ones that he, that he plays on a regular basis. Um, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was good though. I, I love the concept of it. Um, one thing I, I wish you, I wish you wouldn't have talked in between songs. I wish that it just would have, just flowed like the album and just do one song and then the other and then one song and then the next and just did it in that that style anyway but with i guess we'll get in the, with a precise we'll two second gap between songs or could correct he, could he have correct. three between one and maybe four between and the may, other? maybe 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 a couple extra seconds so you can flip the record over before new year group started things like that <laughs> well, but anyway i i you know, I just think the songs that he did, that he performs on a regular basis sounded good, as opposed to songs he doesn't perform. Just sounded a little rocky, but you know, he's playing it for a few hundred, a few you know, a few hundred people, maybe one time. 
he, you know, when he goes back out and does road shows at clubs, he might just go back to his standard set list, which, which he probably will. So he's kind of like, you know what? I'll just kind of fake my way through this and give them what they wanted and then go back to doing my regular thing. Or maybe they can do old school and actually uh, get a rehearsal hall and uh, rehearse the whole band at the same time because, <laughs> you know, know, one of the band members, too much. One, of the, one, of, one of the guys was sick. I know uh, another one had flown in, I think, just two days before. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for them to get it together. And I think that's one thing that's – and, Mark, I'll get to you in one second as the musician. Um, that really, I think, helps this performance is that it starts off with Rip It Out, Speeding Back to My Baby, and Snowblind. He's done Snowblind in recent years. He's done Speeding Back as part of a medley. He always does Rip It Out. So that's three very easy songs to kind of work in the the muscle memory and all, all that in terms of the performance. So you, you set a very solid foundation by doing those three songs. And they did an extremely good job. I said on the podcast with... Uh, with Andy that, you know, I loved the thickness of the guitars with the three guitarists that it just allowed a, a little bit more flexibility for the, his inherent sloppiness to be covered. So, you know, th- those were kind of strong points just because they're unadventurous strong points. They're going to be strong because they're always done. So they're, if anything, they're the easiest mark, you know, talk us down and tell us, uh, you know, where you come well, where you look at this from i i'm surprised because actually as much as i respect you guys opinions on a lot of these things i i find that i'm a little bit on the opposite end of this for, mm. for once um i think that this show was excellent like honestly and i usually have a lot of comments to say about Ace, but i was in a way kind of almost shocked watching this because i thought that he did a great job on this, I watched this show like four or five times, thanks to you know the video that you put in the Dropbox. That I watched the entire thing, and I, I was surprised. And for once, um, I'll disagree with Lonnie on one thing. I think the songs that he does all the time, like "Rip It Out" and "New York Groove," are the worst songs that he did. You know, because I think that because when you're a musician, you play a song over and over and over again, you start like you're getting a little bored and stale of it having played it a hundred thousand times. It's the songs that you haven't played on stage for a long time that you got a little bit of, you know, a little excitement. Now, okay, I'm going to be playing something new. You, you, people, bands always get excited when they put a new song in their set list, you know, because they're so getting sick of playing the same stuff over and over again. Like they must be so sick of playing rock, you know, rock and roll all night. I'm probably going to put a gun to their heads at this point. Whatever, it's Tommy's that. favorite song. You know, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, like, for example, for example, Speeding Back to My Baby and, like, Snowblind were excellent. I thought Ozone was fantastic. I mean, the only comment I had about that was that I just wished that, you know, the, he would have sang that as well. You know, I know it was, it's a little bit of an odd song to have maybe played and to sing. So I guess he wanted to keep everything strong. And rather than have a song that he really botched up, he gave the vocals to somebody else to do. But, you know, What's On Your Mind, I thought was excellent. I thought the drummer did a great job on a lot of these songs. I thought he played really, really well. And, you know, even songs like Need Some Love was really good. And the the lead, the double lead playing that they did was really strong. I, I thought that he did a great job. And I, I especially thought that the ones that he didn't do often, I thought New York Group was terrible, frankly. Like that whole breakdown part where he made everybody clap and sing that part, you know, back in New York group, it was it was it was not well rehearsed that part because he had no ad libbing in between. He was just standing there waiting for him to sing it all the time. But you know, the, I put at the end of my notes here that I thought overall the the show was great, and I think that the more they do that whole set, 
more often. I think they would just smoothen out those rough edges. And overall, it would be a, an awesome show to go see to him doing that whole record top to bottom. And again, like Fractured Mirror, that was a little shaky in spots, too. But I mean, you know, that's a song that had multiple guitar parts and stuff like that. So the fact that they had three guitar players helped them in that. But I think if they were to rehearse that a bit more, they could have did an excellent job. But like with a you know, proper with a proper PA, because I don't think yeah, we, yeah. I don't think we heard that one properly because of the yeah. technical issues affecting the show. So I think that, there, are, there are layers getting played on stage that weren't coming out. And same like need need some love when they did that delayed guitar part that doom 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 that that's, that was a really cool idea to have one guitar player dedicated to doing that. I thought they used the three guitars very wisely with that stuff, and I thought that that's one of the big things that I think I got to tip my hat to Ace with this time and the band especially that they really thought about these parts, you know, spread them out properly so that they made sense overall, and it it just turned out to be a really good set i thought i thought that it was probably one of the best sets i've ever heard ace do so to counter mm-hmm. one of the things that mark mark mentioned ken do you think it's okay for ace to not sing all the songs that he had um i can't remember which one of the guys in the band sang one song and then of course matt stars i think sang the other um you know both of the kind of the addiction songs um, ozone and, uh, and yeah, wipe, wiped out, uh, wiped out. Wiped out. No, I, I think it's okay. I think it's fine if the other guy can handle it. And, and it gives Ace, uh, you know, the ability to get his uh, specific guitar parts correct, you know, and, and, and efficient. Uh, I think it's it's absolutely fine. I mean, especially if the guy can sing pretty good. You know, why not? Lonnie, what about you? No, I'd rather Ace do him. It's Ace's solo album. I want to hear Ace sing him. Sorry. I'm selfish. <laughs> But that's what I want. I want to hear Ace sing. I'm at, I, I'm at an Ace Frehley show. He's doing his Ace Frehley 78 solo album. I'm not here to see someone else sing him. I want to see Ace Frehley sing him. From, so, what, from, no. from what you listened to that day, Lonnie, or yeah. since, you know, what are the songs that you think he needs to work on the most from that set that just didn't seem to work for you? I mean, Mark has kind of said that New Yorker is probably one of them. Uh, but uh, I, I was like, we were watching it. I was watching it last night while, while we were making dinner. And it's headed. I just, you know, had it on YouTube through the TV, and that. And my wife actually commented about New York Groove. She's like, "It sounds so slow." It, it, it did. And then she mentioned that, and I go, "It does. It is kind of plodding along a little bit." I thought it. Mm. I, I thought it could have, um, you know, sped up a couple, a couple, a little bit of a tempo lift. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that the songs that he didn't play on a regular basis, like like Ozone or Wiped Out or or what's on your mind were, were terrible, but I, I did, I could just tell that the band had rehearsed them more than Ace had rehearsed them. I think you could see, I think you could see that. I think yeah. the band and, and the band covered up for the fact that he hadn't rehearsed them as much as, as they had. And they covered up the ones. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Mark, would you think that, would you say, or not, would you think, would you say that there are any songs on this album after hearing the whole thing performed that just did not work live and are ones that he should really rethink or maybe rearrange uh, the next time um, he does Well, I mean, I think every song that he did can, can work in a live capacity. I think that he's a smart writer in that sense that when he did his solo album that he didn't make them an overproduced thing where he can't 
like perform them. The only song that comes to mind that's sort of like that is just Fractured Mirror. I think that's the only song they probably need to just really sit down and say, okay, listen, let's just work this out properly. You take this part, I'll take this part. Like that's the only one that just seemed that there was a little bit of a, you know, miscue here and there on it. But other than that, I think everything on there was great. I think they they played them really, really well. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that, that I wasn't sitting there going, eh, that one's not so good. I think maybe the intro part of Wiped Out can be worked out just to be smoother yeah. than it came across. But, you know, that's a, you know, for the amount of rehearsal that went into it. Ken, what about you? You know, listening to those performances, uh, all A-OK or any just strike you as uncomfortable? I, I, didn't, I didn't hear the whole thing through. So yeah, that's, I can't tell you. That's difficult. But, just make one up then. Come on. I can understand. No, but I can Fake it till you make it, Ken. Come on. I can understand okay. Fractured Mirror would be the one um, as, uh, you know, maybe would be hard to pull off live um, because it's so different um, and has a lot of different guitar overlays going on with stuff. So that would be the one I would think. I, yeah, I think every, all those other songs are, are built for live, really, most of them. Okay, so you haven't heard them all. Do you think his proposed DVD, you know, recording this album in a couple of theater shows, uh, would be a worthy addition to the catalog, or should he just be getting on with working on Origins Volume 2, touring some of Spaceman? Is it time for an Ace Freely live DVD again? You know, what's, when was the last one, Live Plus Four? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's well overdue for something, so... Uh, definitely would want to see that. Uh, the solo album played through, and then plus a bunch of his, including a bunch of his classics, you know, his songs, other songs live uh, from this, you know, solo career, um, Freely's, Freely's Comet or whatever, um, just all combined on it in a full concert. And I think it'd be great because uh, we need something, you know, in video format from him. All right, so I'm going to ask that same question to the other two guys. So while you do, while I ask that, I want you to think about, you know, six, seven, or eight songs that you think would have to be added on to the 78 performance to make it a worthwhile DVD release. Same question to you guys, but you're going to have to think and talk at the same time, so I'll be entertained. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Lonnie, good DVD idea? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, I would I would love to see um, it shot in some kind of theater and – you know, done in a, in a good quality. Why not? I, I think it's, I think it's a great idea. You know, I, and I think that it'd be more, I think it'd be better received by Kiss fans than maybe an Origins volume two. I think something like that is what, is what the hardcore Kiss fans are clamoring for is, is something of this nature as opposed to another Ace cover album, Ace album fully just full of covers. I think it would be better received than an Origins two. Definitely. Yeah. And then finally, do you, Mark? Yeah, I, I think that doing a DVD would be perfect, actually. He's long overdue. And, I mean, if he does it really well, it could be a really good collector piece. I mean, if he, you know, got it filmed properly, some decent lights and get it recorded properly, and also include other stuff, like include some, you know, backstage footage of it or do some footage of him rehearsing the show. You know, people always like seeing those kind of things, like rehearsal footage. You know, also put some footage in of, you know, the, some of the meet and greets, you know, going on and stuff like that. Like if he puts in those kind of extras in like after it, you know, as part of the, the bonus footage stuff, I think people would love it. You know, you have the whole concert and then you can go to some bonus stuff where you can see him rehearsing it or he can do doing his meet and greet stuff or even, you know, 
some you know tour bus shenanigans or something you know like all these kind of dvds have those kind of things where they have you know tour bus footage and stuff like that i mean he could make it a really worthwhile dvd if he if he added those kinds of things in it as well because i think the not only is the performance going to be the selling point, but those other things would be as well. For especially for someone like me, I like those kind of rehearsal footage things and stuff like that to watch. So I think it would, he could really make a good DVD out of it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm down with that idea. If they have a little segment of Tommy Thayer teaching him the licks, that'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, wow! Wow! I'm a complete ass. I know. Okay. So what are, what are some of the songs that should get added? I'm going to say that songs like Detroit Rock City, Love Gun need to be banished, that they go nowhere near this set. I want to hear songs like Rock Soldiers, Insane. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to, I, because Richie's not in the band, I don't want to hear anything off Trouble Walking. I don't want to hear anything that Richie sung done by someone else. I don't want to hear Breakouts. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's like the rock and roll all night of, uh, you know, of that band, of Furley's Comet. So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind him doing some stuff like Words Are Not Enough, you know, maybe digging out a deep cut from there. So, I mean, six to eight songs. Yeah, give me eight. Leave just one, you know, the the Kiss song, Cold Gin. You know, since he's already doing Ozone and uh, Wiped Out, you might as well have the complete trilogy of wastedness from, from, from the sober guy on stage. You know, so that that would be fun. But I, I think dig into second sighting a little bit and have mm-hmm. those songs brought to life with the, the guitar attack and maybe some of the vocals. Um, but minimize the Kiss stuff because you've got the eight songs from the uh, from the solo album to really make up that body of work. Ken, what are the sorts of things that you'd like to hear and maybe a couple of the standout tracks that you'd uh, that would make it worthwhile? Uh, well, I was thinking, um, definitely I still want you know, something like, I still want Shock Me on there um, and maybe Rocket Ride. Um, as for Fraley's Comma stuff, yeah, definitely Rock Soldiers. Um, I'd like to hear Into the Night also. Um there's something else off of uh, Fraley's Comet, the first one. I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, that I'd want to hear. Um, I kind of like... Uh, uh, Love Me Right, We Got Your Rock, Something Moved. Maybe it's Love Me Right, um, something like that. I think that, I, I do like that song. Um, uh, from from the other later album, um, where you said you wouldn't want to hear anything, um, I like when they do... It's not a ace written song but remember me that one um where they did that's live at the end of that album oh what's the name of it it's awful trouble walking right um mm-hmm. yeah but it's on, it was on the 80, yeah it was on the 84 demo so i mean that went back to the earliest era okay um and that's about it i mean maybe something off of, like you said second sighting um i'm or not sure what rocking with the boys and bronx boy i mean yay oh wait why not yeah yeah, one of the one of the newer songs, you know, Space Invader. I, I don't know, you know, one of those songs. Yeah, shit. The guys put out three studio albums in the past ten years. I'm sure we could scrape together a few songs, and you know, Bronx Boy sounded great on the cruise. Rocket with the Boys sounded great on the cruise, or maybe even Darklight. You know, so there's, you know, Lonnie. Let's go to you on that question. I don't know. I mean, those are fine songs, but I'd rather hear the band do Rock Soldiers or Insane or Separate or something like that. 
as opposed to something off the new album. I don't know. I mean, those songs are fine. Rocking with the boys is, is like is a fine song. It's a good song. But I'd rather hear some of that some of those eighties fairly comic songs on there. If we're gonna do you know, the seventy eight solo album start to finish, well then play some songs from from Fraley's comment era after that. I'd I'd rather I'd be more interested. And that and that's just me, it's personal opinion. There's no right or wrong answers here. But that's just my personal opinion. I'd rather hear Separator or even like Juvenile Delinquent or just things like that from that era that really get neglected that Ace really doesn't play on a solo show, which I think he should, as opposed to you know, Love Gun and Detroit Rock City and things like that. So that's what I'd like. I'd like to hear those neglected songs that, that he never plays. And maybe marry that up with uh, Mark's idea of, you know, rehearsal footage and, you know, he, he Mark, you were saying you like the fly on the wall kind of aspect. You know, what would you enjoy watching them trying to get Ace to do audio video or some of the demos from the 80s? Sure. I mean, that, that sort of shit that he would never throw into a show. With, yeah. You know, and, and maybe have him complete All for Nothing, which is, of course, the 78 solo outtake. You know, put that mm-hmm. in the set. That, that would actually be perfect because the yeah. one known outtake, uh, apart from the blues jam that he did early on, um, that most people have now heard since it's finally leaked. Um, <laughs> you know, so finish it off with the, the word, give them the vocal version. So that most people haven't heard. And I think that would make actually a very cool package. Cause then you've al- almost got like a B side that he can put yeah. on his next, you know, 12 inch single that comes in 1800 different colors of vinyl. Um, yeah. Well, I, I honestly think that he should do like the whole 78 and then throw in uh, what I thought is, and I made a little list here too, is um, one song off of each of his other albums. Like, do Rock Soldiers from Philly's Comet, do Insane from Second Sight, do either Do Ya or Trouble Walking from Trouble Walking, do Outer Space or Foxy and Free from Anomaly, or do Give Me a Feeling from Space Invader, or even do one of my favorite songs from the Origins. Is a, a, funny enough, I like Spanish ca- Spanish Castle Magic. I really like how he did that. I've always loved that Hendrix song, so I thought maybe he can do something like that. And then, like you said, maybe do Rockin' with the Boys or I Want to Go Back or something from the newest one. You know, just something from every record. He doesn't need to do the Kiss songs. I'm, just, I, I'm like you guys. I don't want to hear him do Detroit Rock City or Love Gun or those songs. Do your own material. You have so much of it to offer. Why not just play that stuff? Yeah, shit. I mean, come on. He really needs to do Beth. Well, yeah. If you're doing Love Gun Detroit Rock City, why not? <laughs> All right. Let's uh, just do a couple of the of these other quick topics. We're going to do an epi- another episode about Origins Volume Two now that we've had time to kind of digest mm-hmm. the first volume and seeing what he's done over the the past year. But one of the other things that they did at the New York Expo, or pardon me, the New Jersey Expo. Jesus. Oh, I'm, oh boy. I'm a dead man. Um, Ace, Ace did several jam sessions with other people. I mean, he did one with Lita Ford, but the one that caught my eye on YouTube was him jamming with Punky Meadows and Frank Domino from Angel, and they brought out Tush by ZZ Top. <laughs> and I'm like, throw that on Origins Volume 2, get those guys into the studio with him, have Angel and Ace would just be brilliant. Have any of you seen that yet, or are you going to rush I off think, after this episode and go and watch it, Ken? I think I saw that, though. I mean, wasn't that the one that you also had Jean Bouvier up on stage, too? Yeah. I, I, think I, yeah I think I saw that. 
Yeah, because they were trading trading vocals on that. I think when they were jamming that, and I, I thought it was actually pretty interesting because I the last thing I would have expected him to do was a ZZ Top song. Not to say it's a bad band to cover, but you know I didn't expect Ace Frehley to come up and do that. You know, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. Maybe it might even be a song on Origins too. I have not seen that yet, so I'm I'm gonna have to go home and watch that tonight. But it's an interesting co- concept of Ace doing a ZZ Top song. That's not something I would have, not something I would have been would have thought would happen. I'm with Mark on that. That it seems out of out of place. That it's you know it's just not Ace's style maybe. But I'm I'm interested to hear what that sounds like. Yep, with the guys from Angel too. I mean that's the it's pretty cool. Yep, uh, Ken. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it either, <laughs> um, but now I have to. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> This has prepped well for this. Yeah, I, I, I added that into our show list, uh, you know, about two hours ago. I gave you lots of notice. Come on. Yeah, but uh, I think it's that's interesting. It's interesting, you know, doing a ZZ Top song, like you guys said. Um, you know, though, you know, you're talking about origins too. Is you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want an origins origins too. I'd rather not have an origins too. I don't need it. All these people who, you know, I'm with like you. doing cover albums, you know, yeah, once, once enough for me. I mean, in the, in the three year period, give me, I'd rather him do, you know, new original material. I'd I'm with you. That. One's enough. And he always has a solo. He always has a cover song on every album. He always has at least one yeah. cover on every album. Anyways, why do I need an album full of covers? No. Yeah. I just don't. Especially if he's going to knock out studio albums that have short running times, like Spaceman is great. I love it. I've listened to it like four times this week, um, mm-hmm. and still am enjoying it. But you know, it's a short album, plus a, right. plus it includes a cover. So you know that that kind of makes sense from that perspective. I would much rather we go back to what we just mentioned a few minutes ago, and maybe him put in unreleased old demos into a live set and just uh, give us new mm-hmm. stuff that way. So sure. last question for the day before we call this, uh, the, this a show is uh, Kiss, End of the Road tour book. There was a good thread on what people wanted it to see in this tour book. So um, without writing an essay or a book about it, uh, Mark, what would you like to see as the Kiss, End of the Road tour book? Well, um, I put down that I'd like to see, you know, lots of photos, hope, maybe even some that we haven't seen from all eras of the band uh you know include some pictures of bruce and maybe even you know you know uh mark st john if there's any pictures around that we haven't seen or some vinnie ones i don't know if they'd ever do that again but you know uh even some pictures with tommy maybe when he was first in the band you know with them like early on photos i thought that might be cool um also i thought it might be good to come up to some of the members of the bands and have them put little quotes in the program about maybe some of their favorite concerts that they did over the years you know even ask peter and ace to make a quote about what some of their favorite kiss concerts they've ever done you know in there and for somebody like me too one thing that i'd like to see is and uh rush used to be great with this is they used to put listings of all their gear that they would use on each tour right and being a music geek i like those kind of things you know put some of the stuff down that what they're using for their live performances so that's some of the things i thought about maybe putting in all right, Ken, how about you? Yeah, well, yeah, I saw that and I commented on it. Um, it was a few weeks ago when Lonnie was hosting, I, uh, we kind of crossed touched, over that yeah. and touched on it. And I, I remember I, what I said is for a tour book is I wanted a hardbound, hardbound book. 
but not the large, super size. Hot in shade books. I have no Atlas. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no Atlas. Um, <laughs> but I do want the hardbound book with, you know, yeah, cover the history from the beginning all the way up to now. I mean, you don't have to have full page shots or anything for that stuff. You can still, at the end, put more of the full page type photo shots of the new, you know, of the for the recent tour, right? The with the recent costumes and all that stuff. So that's how I would do it. And uh, yeah, I like Mark's idea of having, you know. You know, text or, or something, you know, describe something of about that time period, the the back, you know, yeah. early period. Nice, Lonnie. I know you've covered it before, so a quick recap. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd like to see something similar to what they did on the first farewell tour. You know, recapping the history of the band, obviously. And I really like the concept that they did on the first farewell tour, listing all the concerts. I know there were multiple airs in it, but you know, I think I think a lot of history has been. Um, discovered since then and they could do it right and you know i i really enjoyed that concept from from years ago and you know the 40th anniversary tour book kind of did the same thing too kind of went through didn't have the, the concerts in the, in the background of it but kind of you kind of flip through it you could see the chronological history of the band you know and speaking of the 40th tour book the 40th anniversary tour book i was actually looking at the other day there was no picture of Vinny in the 40th anniversary tour book actually they cut and paste over him and his his face does not appear at all in there so i think that concept may repeat itself when we get our hands on the tour book here in about two months so I but julian julian you'll have to show it off for us as soon as you get it at the show i will i will that night you know when i uh, get back to my hotel room i will uh, be buying a few extra copies just in case it gets changed up i only want to see one thing and it's something that they've not i, I don't think they've done in a uh, tour before I would love the centerfold to be a 3D pop-up of the band. Ooh, like the a pop-up book? Yes. I like of, a good pop-up. Whatever, of, of the stage the of the guys. band. <laughs> Come on, it, you think of the Alive 2 gatefold. Now imagine you open up the tour book and it's like Ooh. a little 3D pop-up, you know, and they throw with in. those yeah. sliders? Sliders. them with the sliders? Yeah. <laughs> That's their it's new sure. stage. It's, it's, sure the, the it's in the tour books. It's not the real stage. They, they've done everything already in the tour books. I mean, like Lonnie said with the Farewell tour book, the Alive 35 uh, tour book was fantastic for the pictorial yeah. history of the band. If they take elements of all these great tour books that they've done, as long as it's got a 3D pop-up in the middle, I think I'd be... It could have be really, or, or it needs, or it needs a light, you know, that it comes with a battery and it something glows or you know, whatever, just so, something different. Um, you know, they've done die cut covers before and those are lame. Um, maybe like double platinum mylar or whatever, you know, on the, on the outside, yeah. just something to make it stand out. If it's going to be special, whoever said hard, hard bound. That would be awesome. Okay. That would have been yeah. the that would have been the best of the best of the best. All of the tour books hardbound into one history. Oh yeah, type, awesome. type volume. And then awesome. the very last one in there is the one for the end of the road tour, and you can't get it separately um, until after the tour, where you can go to kissonline.com or something like that alright we're going to cut this show down to just a, a short show today because I've got to be elsewhere so um, what are your thoughts on all the topics that we've discussed today You know, which are the songs that you enjoyed in the A78 performance what would you like to see for a final tour book would Tush with uh, 
the guys from Angel be good on Origins 2, or should Origins 2 be forbidden, etc., etc., etc. Chime in wherever you listen to this show, be it on YouTube, on the FAQ, on Facebook, and let us know your thoughts. Uh, but for now, from Lonnie, from Mark, Ken and myself, we thank you for listening, and we shall see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.